Okay, everybody, let's get the uh, part two of planting the seeds underway. So we need some board people up here. <laughs> Please. If you need a copy of our agenda, I believe Rudy has agenda and buttons for everybody. And uh, Margie is walking around signing everybody in so we know who's here. Okay, so today uh, we are going to do a little recap of what happened last time we met. Uh, we have a couple of videos to show you. Um, one is a music video that will kind of sum up what we see as uh, happening here and what we'd like to see more of called Do Something. Uh, we'll do a recap of uh, what we all talked about. Um, unfortunately, you're gonna have to listen to me most of the time. Um, and then I'll give you a little report on what our small groups came back with. Uh, most of you should have gotten an email with that information in it. But we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, then we have a spirit group video, which will explain spirit groups a little bit more than what Jennifer did this morning. Uh, and great talk today, Jennifer. Thank you very much. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the work that we're doing to create uh, a sustainable uh, strategic plan for the center. We'll break up into small groups again. They're going to be really small groups from the looks of it. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll close again. All right, so uh, in case you forgot, uh, my name's Dwayne Baker Henderson. I'm the vice chair of the Board of Trustees here. I uh, want to welcome you all to our uh, part two of Planting Seeds. We're very excited that you've all come. And uh, I think that's all I'll say there, and I'll get Darren to run the first video from Matthew West called Do Something. I woke up this morning, saw a world full of trouble now. I thought, how do we ever get so far down? And how's it ever gonna turn around? So I turned my eyes to heaven. I thought, God, why don't you do something? Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty and children sold into slavery. The thought disgusted me, so I shook my fist at heaven. I said, God, why don't you do something? He said, I did. Something as it is. 
Pretty good video, huh? So that kind of ties into a lot of the things we're going to talk about today. So spirit groups, uh, membership, things like that. So we're going to talk about all those things. Um, I want to do a little recap of what we all talked about last week, for those of you who may not have been here. And I just pulled a theme, basically, from what each board member talked about, because there was a central theme for each of us. Uh, it wasn't planned that way, it just kind of worked out. Uh, so Jennifer talked about how we have come together as a team, uh, as the board, but we're starting to pull together as a center as well with the membership, with uh, the congregation in general, people who are coming to the community. Um, and that's been a really powerful thing. It's been a really powerful thing in our board meetings, for sure. Like she spoke about, there's always stuff going on and, and uh, some great conversation going on. Um, I talked about communicating with the stakeholders here at the center, and hopefully you've seen that a little bit more in the last little while. Um, I've been trying to send out updates as often as possible and uh, asking for help for certain things. We're still looking for some help for a number of different things, so we'll be uh, coming to you for, for other things in the future. Um, and, uh, and you'll see a lot more communication from the board to you, to the outside community in general, that kind of stuff. Steve talked about creating sustainability. Um, that's what most of his work has been with the board so far. Uh, he's pulled apart documents from years and years and years ago looking for things that would work, things that probably wouldn't, things that have been sitting on the shelf for 10 years, and uh, trying to put something together, a system that will outlast all of us, uh, Reverend Patrick, anybody who is part of the center, because we want the center to grow and be vibrant forever, not just for the next year or five years, but 20 years, 50 years, uh, well beyond that. So Steve has been working on sustainability, and I think that's really, really important. Um, Darren's talk was about uh, how we are all stewards of the center, how each one of us has a role to play in um, the sustainability and the, and the center moving forward and also the current uh, place that the center is in. Uh, we had some volunteers step up to clean the kitchen. Thank you very much. Uh, things like that. So just being those stewards to, to help us to, to transition and, uh, and transform into what we want the center to become as a group. Uh, Rudy talked about a fundamental shift that needs to happen and that we all see as happening right now and uh, how um, there's new thought going into this new thought center. And <laughs> yeah, I just came up with that pretty good. And, uh, and that requires a big transformation and a shift in the way we're all thinking. And the mission-centric um, ministry is a big part of that. That's a big paradigm shift uh, for how the, the center has run. Uh, Gustavo talked about membership and growth. He's been doing a ton of work on uh, membership in the background, you'll have noticed that there are people running around with clipboards uh, asking members information. We'll talk about that a little bit more today. Uh, Alicia talked about the youth and transforming the world through the youth, which uh, has, that's been something that's been really important to me for a long time. I think that we need to bring in more and more young people to this, this great place that we all come to. And, uh, and we haven't always done a good job with that. So uh, she talked about that and how important that is. And that is uh, definitely something that we're looking at. And Dale, uh, she's not a board member, but she might as well be. Uh, she talked about spreading the CSL message of love and peace uh, in conjunction with other centers and outside um, community people. Uh, so that is basically what we all talked about as a board last week. Uh, then we broke up into small groups and we got some fantastic feedback. And hopefully you all got my email. Uh, I've had some comments that some people couldn't open it. So I'll just talk about um, the answers to the questions that we got, what transformation means to you and uh, to the center. Um, one of them was that it's an ongoing process of shifting into to new ways of being, uh, thinking, being, um, and creating a new consciousness for ourselves. And that's that's pretty much what it's all about, is, uh, is creating that, that new consciousness. Uh, other people talked about living the teachings of CSL and Dr. Ernest Holmes every day. So actually putting into practice what we hear uh, the different speakers talking about up on stage every Sunday. Um, other people talked about apology and forgiveness, and this has a lot to do with the Q process. 
apologizing to other people, apologizing to ourselves, forgiving other people and ourselves. Uh, that's a huge part of the Q process. That's working with your shadow. Um, so it really, really timely feedback there. Uh, owning and healing our shadow, again, that's a Q process uh, thing. Emergence of our true selves, that's kind of a, um, an output from the Q process. Um, breaking free of old ideas, again, that's what transformation is. So that was, was great feedback. Uh, doing our own inner work, healing the world, balance, stability, continuous intentional uh, process of doing that. So some really, really good feedback from the small groups. Thank you for that. Um, the small groups are very similar to what spirit groups uh, can do. There's a lot more that spirit groups can do. We'll talk about that a little bit today. Uh, we're going to let um, Dr. Sim Simmons do more of that because he is the creator of that, uh, of that process. We also had some questions and concerns that, um, that were involved as well in that feedback, and hopefully we're addressing all of those. Uh, more sharing from the leadership. Again, that's, that's a communication thing, so that's kind of me um, and Rudy as well. Connecting to other centers and uh, through the, um, the season for nonviolence, we are definitely doing that. I believe they were also invited to the Q process as well, and some people came from the other centers. So we are moving towards doing that as well. So there's some things that we're already doing that address some, some concerns that people brought up. Um, volunteering as a as contribution. Uh, there's some people who can't um, can't contribute monetarily, and uh, if they're willing to put in volunteer hours, we talked about that our, at our last volunteer meeting. And we need help, so yes, for sure, that that is a very valuable contribution. Um, releasing and healing uh, questions about how to do that. Again, the Q process covers all of that, so. Uh, if you haven't been to the Q process, if you weren't there last time, consider coming in February. Um, those concerns will definitely be uh, uh, taken care of there. And then there was questions about history with previous boards. And unfortunately, most of us weren't on previous boards, so we don't know everything that, that uh, transpired in the past. Uh, we're really looking at the future and, and right now and how we can take us from wherever that was in the past and go to where we actually want to be. Um, so we don't want to spend a lot of time on the past. Uh, it's a great place to visit, but not a great place to live. So we want to, we want to move forward. Um, so that is basically what we talked about uh, last time and the feedback that we got. Uh, we do have another short little video for you to watch on spirit groups. That will tie into the rest of what we're going to talk about today. So I'll get Darren to run that. Uh, this is from uh, Mendy Odlin, who is the creator of the Spirit Group uh, concept. It's about nine minutes, and it's an excellent video. So here we go. Thanks, Darren. Hi, I'm Mindy Odlin, founder of the Spirit Groups program. We provide infrastructure and leadership development training for New Thought churches that are mission-centric. So thank you for your interest in bringing Spirit Groups to your spiritual community. I first began working with small groups back in 2004. I was the pioneering spiritual leader of Unity Church of Wimberley and had learned about small groups by studying Saddleback Church. And so we rolled out our small groups program from the very beginning, and within less than three years, we had filled our sanctuary to capacity beyond. We actually had to go into a second service. So we had incredible success with small groups. About that time, my daughter was born, and I was invited to take on a new project through Unity. And I was the network producer, the founder, the um, originator of the idea for Unity Online Radio, and took a few years to get that project off the ground until it was able to transition onto the Unity Village campus. Once it made that transition, I took some time off to do a book tour. And at time I traveled around to a lot of unity and new thought churches mostly in the south central region talking about my book and and at the same time I was living in Dallas Fort Worth where there are mega churches everywhere now the statistics show that in our movement that there has been a steady decline that 80 to 90% of our churches are in a state of decline and when I was out doing my book tour I really got to see firsthand 
the effect of that on our churches. And so I had this sort of um, alternating perspective of being in our churches and seeing the struggle that was there and then coming home and seeing these mega churches experiencing mega growth. And I thought to myself, you know, if our teachings are true, if thought creates reality, then I wanted to know what are they thinking over there that's that different from what we've been experiencing here in New Thought. So when I had a Sunday that was free, I would go visit these churches and fill out a contact card and I'd bring my daughter so she could experience the youth services. Uh, I read the books about how they were founded and, um, and started studying what they were doing to make their church grow. And what was wonderful about the churches that I studied, all of them began in living rooms or garages. They all started small and all of them had grown to over 20,000 people attending each Sunday. That's what I was looking at. I wanted to know what are they doing differently? And as I started doing the research, I found that there were very clear, very specific differences in what was happening in these churches that I wasn't seeing in our New Thought movement. There was a certain way they approached their mission. There was a certain way they integrated their values. There was a certain way they created infrastructure and leadership training through small groups that I had not experienced in any New Thought church that I had ever spoken in. So I took it upon myself to, uh, to start studying these churches. For four years, I've been studying small group ministry, leadership development in mega churches and how they use that to grow. And then of course, I've translated that into our New Thought philosophy. And the wonderful thing is so many of these churches, these mega churches, are very generous with their training and with the resources they share. So two of the ministries that are primary to the work that has evolved for the Spirit Group program is Rick Warren and his Purpose Driven Church. Um, so one of the things I love about Rick Warren is he set out from the very beginning, when they were meeting in his living room, he set out to build a church of small groups, not just a church with small groups, a church of small groups. It was foundational to his entire strategy for how to grow a church. So we've learned a lot from Rick Warren, and I also have learned a lot from Craig Brochelle, who is the minister of Life Church. Life Church, have you heard of them? A lot of people haven't, but the truth is, it's the largest, fastest growing ministry in our country. They serve about 100,000 people every Sunday, and many more than that online through their um, online services. So they are a tremendous model for growth, a tremendous model for being mission-centric, values-driven, and then using the small groups as the delivery system for equipping people to go out and fulfill that mission. Now, you may not have any intention of leading or developing a mega church, and that's okay. You may just want to be getting people more engaged. Maybe you just want to help people feel more connected, or maybe your attendance has plateaued a little bit and you want to get back into that growth mode again. So wherever you may be in your ministry, what we can learn by looking at these other churches, these mega churches and their growth strategy, is ways to create systems that have the entire ministry be more efficient so that as we grow, we can grow in a way that is scalable, in a way that is sustainable. And mission-centric ministry with small groups as the delivery system for the mission is a powerful, powerful tool to enable you to do that. The best part about growing through small groups and growing through a mission-centric approach is that you're not just growing your church so that you have more people sitting there on Sunday morning. You're not just filling up seats. You're not just creating income to keep the doors open. That what you're actually doing as you're growing your church is you are creating spiritual transformation in the lives of your group leaders, in the lives of your group members, and in the lives of your congregation and those who are impacted by the work that those groups are doing. So you're creating these ripples of spiritual transformation, not only within your own community, but beyond your community as well. And that is the fulfillment of your mission. In doing this, you create infrastructure that is scalable, that is sustainable, that uh, if you were to double your attendance tomorrow, you wouldn't be doubling the workload on your minister and your key staff. So you're creating an infrastructure that allows you to grow in a way where you can manage that growth. To date, over 40 New Thought Ministries have been through the Spirit Groups training program. We've launched hundreds of Spirit Groups. Thousands of people have participated in Spirit Groups. So I'm going to defer over to them. Don't take my word for it. Hear from a few of the people, the leaders that have been involved in Spirit Groups to date. 
how do we create a foundation that's not going to be the, the grow and then the shrink and the grow and the shrink. And for the first time, I see a program here with small groups that is going to help to finally create that foundation that I think we're all searching for. I believe that what is happening here is the future of the New Thought Movement. But what's the really the biggest deal, and everybody in here that's in a spirit group knows it, is that what? When I walked into the Unity Church, I was on the edge of just going away. And, and when I say going away, I mean that literally. This saved my life. The, the most in, amazing part of it was the, was the community. I've been in Unity since I was a small child, but I just, every week, came away with something new and something I never even thought of. It was really, really special. Uh, but what we get out of it is that sense of satisfaction of seeing other people blossom spiritually to seeing that that growth that creating that vehicle is the most rewarding work I can ever imagine doing. If you're interested in growing your ministry and really having a community that is so connected that everyone is supported in their own personal transformation as well as holding them in the highest regard, Spirit Groups is something for you. Spirit Groups will, will be everlasting and will be a powerful force for transformation in your entire spiritual community. Go for it. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about the Spirit Groups program. If you are a mission-centric New Thought ministry or you're making the shift into becoming a mission-centric community, we uh, would love to support you in creating an infrastructure that is scalable, that is sustainable, that can support you in not just growing your ministry, but really fulfilling your mission in the world. So you can learn more about the Spirit Groups program online at spiritgroups.org. If you have questions, we would love to talk with you. Uh, Give us a call. Ask us whatever you'd like to ask. Find out if this is a good program for you. We look forward to connecting with you and inspiring infinite connections in your spiritual community. Thank you, and God bless you. So spirit groups are very integral to the mission-centric ministry, and uh, they're going to be a big part of what we do here. Um, now Steve is going to talk about uh, the questionnaire that he's been uh, been doing his little survey, and uh, he'll give you some feedback on what that's all about and uh, the responses he's gotten. How's everybody doing today? Pretty cool video, eh? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so um, over the past four or five weeks, we've uh, gathered um, basically the survey together, and, and we've had about 25 people, actually about 27 people reply. And some of the topics that we were looking at getting some input from was, uh, the first question was topics uh, I'd like to hear about over the next year. So out of the responses, we had seven people that were, uh, wanted to hear more about prosperity, 18 that wanted to hear about relationships, 13 for physical health, 17 for spirituality, 13 for creativity, and 15 for career on purpose. There was a whole bunch of others. Um, comments in there, and I'll be happy to share this uh, out with everybody. Um, if, if they want it, just shoot me an email and, and I'll get this whole document out to you. And then there was a whole slew of, of what books and authors that you would like to, uh, to hear us talk about in the discussions. And again, just a, a, a ton of people responding in regards to different authors and different books that they wanted to hear uh, Reverend Patrick talk about. And and I think that if we look at the uh, spirit group uh, endeavor that we're kind of walking towards, I think that realistically we could create a spirit group that would help us take on some of these tasks as far as the book, the book thing and, and um, you know, really create that, that relationship building at the same time and, and um, take a lot of illness off, the, off of Reverend Patrick and Laura in regards to how do they deliver this, this message that, that everybody is looking to to take, to take out of this place. So I think if, if we focus on the spirit group aspect of it and, uh, and create these you know, book clubs or, or whatever uh, they're gonna be, I think that that can take a lot of pressure off of the pastoral and the, and the operation side. 
some of the ideas that were brought up through the survey would be um, school lunch programs, um, more social media presence, uh, and we're working on that. We're just entering into a contract with a, uh, a media marketing program, so we're going to uh, go out there and, and provide a lot more exposure for the centre. And you, you guys will see that pretty relevant. Uh, the, part of the goal there is to, to see an increase of attendance of 25% in a very short period of time. So, um, you know, that's why we're, we're doing the name tag thing. We want people to, uh, you know, engage with individuals that are coming through the door. We want people to create that uh, uh, ambiance, I guess, here, and uh, just get everybody more involved. And I think, I think we're providing the tools that we can do that for. Um, whole bunch of clubs and so on and so forth were brought up and again a lot to mention here um, but good another good foundation for our spirit groups, uh, spirit groups. And, and these are people that are also willing to assist in leading these groups too so you know good another good thing and, and I think that uh, if we just we're going to get get in touch with the people that brought these things up, and we're going to give them the tools that they need to go out there and, and create these uh, these spirit groups and and get some momentum going here. Uh, some of the ideas as far as outreach is concerned, um, uh, supporting the seniors over at the 101st Avenue's uh, St Andrews place just on the block here, assisting people at the Patricia Hotel, uh, really unifying the outreach and um, working, you know, not only in these four walls, but outside these four walls too, and just, just developing a sense of community. Um, I'll just give you a little bit of background um, for myself. Um, I did five years in financial services. Over that period of time, I sat down with hundreds of people uh, going through the tough conversation as far as money is concerned. And what I discovered through that exercise was that 95% of people are financially upside down. Um, three months away from bankruptcy, um, and just they just are in a tough spot. So if we can collectively go out there and help those type of people, um, that would be a beneficial for not only for them, but for the, for the center, I think. And then when we look into it a little bit deeper, what I discovered was Religion or spirituality has is, is somewhat been lost over the past 50 years. So, you know, if we can do our part to try to provide that uh, little light that, that most people are looking for, because most people are drawn to spirituality of some sort, and I think we have a perfect uh, venue here to, to do that. Uh, other ideas for living on principle of love, joy, and peace. Um, bringing in different people to help teach the different cultures that exist out there. Um, again, we're, we're driving for uh, daily affirmative prayer. We're trying to launch a program with uh, Dr. Reverend Patrick to create a, uh, a daily affirmation that would be put on an app and you'd have the ability to hear a daily affirmation and, and it'd be by, by subscription. We feel that uh, that's a very powerful tool that we can have out there that will draw a lot more people into the, uh, into the front door and, and allow us to do the, to the work that we need to do. And then just a whole bunch of other stuff inside here um, in regards to uh, having some adult sleepovers and discussing uh, having, again, small group or spirit groups in regards to just, just creating that community again. So I've brought some more... Uh, of those sheets with me. Anybody that hasn't filled those out yet as far as the survey is concerned, we're still accepting them, so, so don't hesitate to come up here and grab a few of them and throw your comments in there. And again, we're trying to create this so that we have a open-ended conversation happening here. And um, What we don't necessarily want to have happen um, is all this stuff resting on uh, Reverend Patrick or operations. So we're trying to develop this culture uh, that will allow us to, to grow um, in all aspects. And then just, um, you know, become a, um, a team-orientated, a united, growing together. This is our mission. This is our purpose. This is our cause. And go out there and transform a whole bunch of lives.
And that's it. Go ahead, John. Uh, to progress to the point where how do people uh, get in the position that they can instigate? Now, you're putting uh, small groups and spirit groups. Those are interchangeable? No, it would be focused primarily on spirit groups. But if it's a small group concept with the spirit group as far as the tool is concerned. Okay. So I take that as pretty well interchangeable. You're meaning the same thing. Yeah, okay. So to progress so that people have the tools and move forward instead of seems like there's a fair amount of conversation about it, but actually, okay, now outline how we make it happen. So, so that education is going to be coming down in January. Um, so part of the uh, spirit group process is uh, we're actively seeking a part-time individual that would uh, put in 16 hours a week here at the center. And uh, they would go through all the training that's required in regards to uh, Mindy's program there. Understand all the tools that she has in regards to uh, uh, the support inside of her uh, software. That any, it doesn't matter what the topic is as far as the spirit group is concerned. They plug into the software. It's all tracked. There's a there's a format involved there, and, and everybody everybody's on track with the tools that they need to go out there and and complete whatever the task of that specific spirit group is. So these spirit groups are, are typically a 10-week uh, program with another three weeks, which would be the administration side. So, and then that's overseen by our spirit group coordinator. So um, as an example, um, I'm, I, want to apport, I, I want to build affordable housing. Uh, that's my idea. Uh, these are the things that I can bring to the table. I throw that out there as far as the congregation is concerned. I see how many people want to come and play with me as far as affordable housing is concerned. We formulate a plan together. We take it back to the coordinator. We say, hey, we've got a, we've got a spirit group here that's uh, uh, passionate about affordable housing and sustainable housing and so on and so forth. Give us the tools and resources that we need through the spirit groups to go out there and try to accomplish our goals and our dreams. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. Um, there's more to it. We don't know everything. That's why we're, you know, just keep on having this open-ended conversation in regards to let's get everybody engaged, let's get people through the queue. Um, as the spirit groups, as we become educated as far as the spirit groups is concerned, we'll bring the membership along with us. Uh, that's why it's important for us to develop these membership lists and so on and so forth to see who's Who's who? Uh, you know, we have attendance here some weekends of 200 people. Um, you know, when we look back at our, our records as far as uh, membership is concerned, we've only got anywhere from 70 to 110 people. So who are these other 90 people that are coming in our front doors? We don't know that. So we're trying to get a little bit of scorekeeping on that to figure out that stuff. So hopefully, John and I answered your question there. Uh, yeah, you said that before the beginning of January. Yeah. Then we're starting to put that. Now, how many weeks of education for those people that want to start groups before they can actually start them? Mm -hmm. Like, is it no, one or two weeks, well, three weeks? Pardon me? It's a little bit. Okay. I have a question about the, um, the coordinator role, um, and maybe just a general question about positions where the hours are significant. Yep. Are, are some of them paid positions? How does, how does it Correct. work here at the center? Okay, so. Yeah, so we're, we're actively seeking a uh, spirit group coordinator. It's uh, 16 hours a week, and it would be a paid position. So we can spread the word to other people. How, how do you advertise that? So we've been just doing a word, word of mouth right now. Okay. So if, you're, if you know anybody that, that would be interested, so on and so forth, we're accepting resumes. Okay. Now that's still what's the criteria. Yeah. I thought my first, not myself. Yeah, so, so if you're interested in that position, if you'd be interested in that position, shoot me an email, and I'll shoot you out a, uh, a, a job description slash skills. Any other questions for Steve? What seems to have been brought up here is 
instead of it being kind of like the best kept secret, come talk to me, it should be posted about the um, coordinator. And that's, that's something we can definitely do. Uh, our website right now is uh, definitely in transition into something new. Um, like Steve said, we've hired on some people to revamp and update everything as far as web presence is concerned. So I'll see if we can get that on the website um, when I think Laura would be the one to talk to you about that, correct? So we'll see if we can get that posted when she comes back. This is still very fresh in what the board has uh, has done. So that's a good comment and we'll get that accomplished. Yep. Sort of a cutting edge here and everything exactly Yeah, actually that, he was just saying we're on the cutting edge of, uh, of what's happening. That brings to mind something that I saw on uh, Jennifer's slides actually. It was one of the subheadings that said redesigning the plane as you fly it. And that's kind of what we're doing right now is uh, we have to keep things moving but we have to transform at the same time. So we're very much on the outside of the airplane pulling panels off and sticking them back on and, and stuff like that. Yep. We can definitely do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's part of the reason that we had uh, Margie uh, going around signing up who's here today, just so we can do that, and uh, we will hit up all the other members as well and get their uh, current information. Are we the first um, organization in Canada to embark on the spirit groups? Yes, we are. Um, yeah, we're very much on the leading edge of mission-centric ministry in Canada. Uh, Gary Simmons was actually really excited about that, which is why he's coming back, um, and all of the components with that. So this is very much cutting-edge, uh, new thought stuff. So it's it's very exciting. All right. So I just wanted to say that I'm very excited about all the different changes that are happening. I think it's a good thing. Um, being someone who has spent many, many years dwelling on the past, I can tell you from personal experience, it really doesn't help. <laughs> and I think we just need to move forward. Um, yes, I haven't been here for like umpteen years. I wasn't here in the 80s when they moved and it was whatever. It is. I don't care. I really don't care. I don't care what happened 10 years ago. I don't care what happened five years ago. It took me four years to get up the nerve to walk through those doors. Even though I knew that's where I should be for years. And there are tons of people just like me, like that. And we need to be more welcoming, more open, less criticizing, less judgmental, because it still happens even in here, and move on. I don't care about the squabble. I don't care that the one music group left. Yes, it was kind of shocking at the time, but oh well. Shit happens, okay? So let's move on and do something. Like, I want to do something. I want to help people. Just like the people that I first met when I came through who didn't know me from Adam, who gave me so much more than I can ever even explain. I want to be able to do the same exact thing for somebody else because I know how scary it is to walk through those doors and you feel like you've got nothing left and you're going, this is my last hope. And we can lose people if we can't be bothered to give five seconds of our time and listen. Just listen or give them a hug or say, I'm glad you're here or whatever. Like, just, just not listen just with the ears, with the heart. That's what I want us to keep doing. Not the petty squabble crap, because we have enough of that in our outside lives as soon as we walk out of here. That happens everywhere. And lately, everywhere, you know, internet, TV, this, that, no. If we're talking about peace, and we're talking about love, and we're talking about light, and we're doing this, and we're doing that, Act on it. Don't just lip service. Act on it. 
Sorry, that's, I just have to say that. <laughs> so that's, that's basically what this place is all about. So, so that is what we are working for here. And uh, that's why there's been training for the greeters. That's why there's been all these other things in the background. Um, any other questions about what Steve was talking about? All right, I'll take that as a no. Um, next uh, item on the agenda is creating sustainable strategic plan. And like I said, that's what Steve has been working on basically 24 hours a day for the last four months, three months, something like that. Um, and uh, it's because we need to make sure that, that this center continues after all of us in this room are not here anymore, for whatever reason it is. Um, so we are looking at every single aspect of the Center for Spiritual Living Edmonton to make sure that it is sustainable. It doesn't depend on Jennifer. It doesn't depend on Reverend Patrick. It doesn't depend on Steve, which is kind of hard to picture at this point. But, um, but we want to make sure that this center can continue forever. So um, actually that brings to mind a quote that my grandfather is constantly uh, recognized for saying, he said the true meaning of life is to plant trees under whose shade you never expect to sit. And that is what we're trying to do here. Um, and so what I want to talk about today as far as the strategic plan, it's a huge document that we're still working on. We're putting the panels on that plane as we fly it, um, is membership. And so you'll have noticed that people have been at the back asking all the members questions about who you are and, and all that kind of stuff. And the reason that we're doing that is because we don't really know um, who is a member and who isn't. Uh, there are people who think they're members who aren't members. There's people who don't think they're members and they are members. And so we want to figure out who is actually a member here uh, with relation to what the bylaws say. And we'll talk about that momentarily. I have the bylaws. Um, that's one of the things that I've been doing, is I've been looking at the bylaws with respect to membership. Um, so we need to define and clarify, first of all, what membership is. Uh, in the bylaws, it does tell us what, bylaw, what, the, what members are. Um, it's missing a lot. It really is. Um, in my opinion, anyway. There's lots of different components of membership. And membership in mission-centric ministry is, looks a little bit different than what it does here right now. Um, we're going to come to that down the road. We need to kind of get our poop in a group, <laughs> to, uh, to put it bluntly, um, so that we know where we're starting. We need a baseline so we know where we're starting, so that as we move forward, we can actually know what's going on. Um, so I do have the bylaws with me, and uh, they're not very big for membership. So I'm actually going to read them to you, because I like reading in public in front of people. That's what I really like doing. Okay. So it is Article 4 under members. Um, there shall be one class of members, so that is very, uh, very much where we are right now. There's one class. There's going to be some different looks to membership, like I said, in mission-centric. Any person may become a member upon application there, therefore and approval thereof by the membership committee or the minister, and their name shall be entered in a registry of members to be kept by the secretary of the society as referred to in article blah, 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 blah. Um, section two of this talks about a membership fee. All it says is the membership fee shall be set annually by the board of trustees at the first meeting of the trustees after January 1st of each year. So uh, no mention at all in the bylaws of where we are right now. And uh, talking about membership has not been something that's been really strong since I started coming to the center. I think I may have heard about membership once before I got on the board. And that's pretty much it. Uh, section three is about termination of membership. So it talks about how you can terminate that. Uh, membership expires and the member's name may be removed from the register of members by the secretary if the member declines to pay the membership fee as provided in section two and if the member is no longer actively involved. Uh, or uh, membership may be terminated by a majority vote of the trustees and the approval of the minister if in the judgment of the board of trustees the member is in a disruptive element and a cause of dissemination uh, or sorry dissension so that members removal would enhance harmony within the membership and thereby be in the best interest of the society. 
Uh, written notice of intention to terminate membership must be sent by the secretary to the member uh, 15 days before the Board of Trustees intends to vote on the termination. Such written notices shall contain the reasons for the uh, intention to terminate the membership. Upon request, the Board may grant a member a hearing prior to the vote to terminate the member, but the decision of the Board shall be final and no subject, uh, not subject to fur further appeal. Upon termination of a membership, the member's name shall be removed from the register of members by the secretary. So that's pretty straightforward. Uh, withdraw of, withdrawal of a member is section four, and we're almost done, which is good, because this isn't that much fun. Uh, any member of the society may withdraw from the society by mailing to the registered office of the society a written notice indicating his desire to withdraw from the society. Upon receipt of the written notice by the society, the secretary shall remove the member's name from the register of members. And then it goes into the duties and privileges of members. Uh, and we are looking at different ways to make there be more benefits of being members. So these are where they are right now, but we want to see if we can add some more uh, benefits of that in. Um, the duties and privileges of a member shall be to uphold the teachings and practices of the society by continuous effort therein and to exemplify them in daily life, to attend as far as possible the weekly celebration and class meetings of the society, to attend the business meetings of the society whenever possible and vote thereat, to contribute regularly as able to the financial support of the society. So it does say as able. It's not, there's no uh, set amount or way of contributing either, and to hold office and act on committees. So that is all it says in the bylaws about membership. And there's a lot of things that I think need to be discussed. For instance, how does volunteerism come into that? How does uh, other kinds of contribution come into it? Did you have a, yeah. another question? Going back to the very beginning when you were talking about, from the sounds of it, that it's solely based on a financial fee or whatever every year. But there is no mention of what is this fee? And what is never had one. See, never had see, one. Yeah. Never had one. So it talks about it in the bylaws, but that's okay. the only place I've ever seen it. The fee, is, the fee was understood to be basically if you, you know, contributed twenty five bucks in a year kind of thing in, in, in collection. Okay. And and my understanding has been there's actually a fee. Yeah, I've 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 paid twenty dollars. Yeah. So yeah, at one point our membership was all, there was a drive always based on um, when it came around the time to support the uh, international or the national office. Is there any tie into that now? Uh, because really, that that was when the drive was. Do you, are you a member? Because I don't know if it was we were contributing money to the center, like the upper office or, or what the tie-in was. Yeah, that I'm not sure. Do you know, Steve, if there, if there is a, a tie-in to the... Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't absolutely answer that fully, but um, as far as I understand that um, that offering that you're talking about doesn't exist anymore, so then we can get you a better definition on that. Again, this is a work in process. Um, you know, when we, when we talk about Who's who in the zoo? Um, uh, this is a big part of it. We have to basically just go in there and revisit the bylaws the way they're written. We'll bring them up to the 21st century, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, just just move on. Uh, yeah, that was just my question: is when is the bylaws? Like, do you have a bylaw committee or something, or is it just the board looking at them? Yeah, so we've got bylaw committees already uh, already established, and they're they're pretty much board of directors or board of board of trustees. And then um, anything as far as bylaws are concerned, uh, when we go to a draft, so that draft will be brought up at the AGM, uh, voting members will be uh, asked to uh, basically accept uh, bylaws as part of the draft. <coughs> Uh, we will need feedback, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we have a whole bunch of questions. Did you 
have a question? It depends whether we're going into small group process to yeah. discuss this, because I think there's a yeah. lot. That yeah, we are going to do uh, a small group specifically around this. So um, if you don't have specific questions to this stuff, then, uh, then we'll break into small groups, which is actually our next order of business. And we can break into two or three small groups and get all these questions answered. Is there also a courses to be taken or not taken to get to that point of membership? We're still discussing that, um, so uh, we'll have to we'll have to get back to you on how that all that all works. Well, let's get to our small group question because we're, we're not going to spend a whole whack of time on this. But our small group question has to do with what you're asking. Uh, the question is, what does it mean to you to be a member? And so we can talk about all of this stuff uh, as the question. So what we'll do is we'll break into, let's say, four small groups because we don't have as many people as we did last time. Uh, and we don't have as many board members here as last time. So where you're sitting, kind of divide yourself up, like two groups, groups on each side, and we'll get a board member with each of you to take some notes. We all have nice, beautiful purple paper, paper to write on. And, uh, and then we'll get back after this. And before we start on that, I think one of the things that Dwayne's saying and we're trying to get a, a, make sure that we all understand. One of the basic tenets of a mission-centric organization and ministry is we start by listening. We start by listening to each other, but we're, the purpose of this planting the seeds group is we want to listen to you. We want to hear. You're asking lots of good questions, but before we start answering back on these questions, let's make sure that we get your input, listen to what your questions are, and, and uh, discuss them. So that's what, what this is all about. Uh, and as Duane said, it's a work in progress. We're not coming here with answers. We're coming here with questions, and we want to listen to you before we start formulating what those answers are. I just, I just felt I had to say that. That's why we have Rudy on the board. He's, he's been around longer than the rest of us, so he knows these questions. Yeah.